Hey, hey, kids. It's Nairby of CerealAndGrapeJuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I'm also Nairby at the Degrassi Grocery, which I was told uh, this past week was an actual grocery store back in the day and has now been converted into a uh, regular house. And the current owners are not happy with all of you Degrassi fools wanting your Degrassi fix going by there and just standing in front taking pictures of the old Degrassi grocery. Anyway, it's time, speaking of which, for another fabulous episode of Degrassi, buddy. This is episode 8, in which we will be recapping Degrassi Junior High Season 2, the last four episodes of Season 2, episodes 10, 11, 12, and 13. Yeah, Season 2, very uh, good season, as we're getting even more into the dramatics and the awesomeness. We've already established a lot of the characters and we're loving them, and we're hating them, and yeah, all this stuff. So anyway, we're going to start with Season 2, Episode 10, entitled Censored. Air date, March 7th, 1988. We start off with Caitlin roaming the hallways of Degrassi Junior High, and she walks into Spike, who compliments Caitlin's hairstyle, which has got red red highlights and a little hairspray. Caitlin's mom doesn't know about it, though, but Caitlin's rocking a little bit of a uh, rebellious look. Caitlin then goes to the office, and when she enters, she sees an angry, a couple of angry parents, or just old people who are obviously parents, coming out of Mr. Lawrence, the principal's office, and they're complaining about Spike and her pregnancy, and one of them tells Mr. Lawrence as they leave that that girl is not staying at the grassy, and Caitlin realizes that they're talking about Spike And that's when we get the classic intro. And after the classic intro, we are in Hot Miss Avery's, or Ms. Avery's class. She's still hot. Hot Ms. Avery's class, where Nancy reminds Caitlin that that the school new, or Caitlin's school newspaper article is due tomorrow. And it needs to be 200 words, minimum. Caitlin jokes that Nancy doesn't care about what the articles say as long as they're 200 words. And then Caitlin and Susie walk past Melanie and Kathleen's locker. Where they're talking, and Kathleen is talking about how Spike shouldn't be going to Degrassi because of her condition. Caitlin then goes to the bathroom to wash the red dye out of her hair because her parents don't know about it. And in the bathroom, Spike is there talking to the twins, Erica Erica and Heather. And they're talking about how all the parents want Spike to get out of the school. And Spike says that her mom was going to fight it, but she's only one person, so what can she do? And during this discussion between the three, Caitlin is standing right there just watching them, but they don't acknowledge her at all. <laughs> Reminds me of that episode uh, from season one where Rick is getting his picture taken for photo day and there's Caitlin and Susie standing literally about a foot and a half away from him, <laughs> which, which never happens in real life. They're going to cast shadows, but hey, Degrassi, not only did it push the envelope, it pushed the ridiculous every now and then. We go back to the hallway. Joey opens up his locker and he shows off all of the pictures of the women that he's that he has posted on his locker room door inside. Wheels jokes about how all the women's names end in the letter the letter I. LD sees the picture and she says that except that they're sexist and they're rating girls as sex objects. The zit remedy, Joey Wheels and Snake joke that they'd love to be a sex object. LD expects Alexa to go along with her and agree, but Alexa is amazed at the size of one of the women's boobs than more than anything else. And I actually recognize one of the women uh, for the pictures because, uh, well, it's told later on in this episode that a lot of them, if not all of them, 
are Sunshine Girls from the Toronto Sun newspaper. Now, I have not read the Toronto or bought the Toronto Sun newspaper in quite some time. I don't even know if they still do the Sunshine Girls, but back in the day, they had the Sunshine Girls. They, they originally were on, I think originally on page three, where it'd be a picture of a woman, sometimes in a bikini, sometimes in a business outfit with the buttons undone so you could see the cleavage and stuff. And then they moved it to, to the middle of the paper and then to the back, and who knows if it's even there now, especially in these... PC politically correct times. LD calls the zit remedy chauvinists and they all reply telling her that she needs to mind her own business, which uh, I have to agree. A lot of ridiculous going on, especially today with all this people demanding censorship over ridiculous nonsense. And as they walk away, LD tells Alexa that she's going to go to Mr. Lawrence with a complaint about the pictures in Joey's locker because they're sexist and they shouldn't be allowed. And if they don't battle sexism, Nobody will, and Alexa kind of half-acidly agrees. In the room for the newspaper kids, a girl tells Nancy that she wants to do a report on the cutest boys at the grassy, and Nancy responds, pretty short article. <laughs> anyway, this is a newspaper, you know, facts. <laughs> hey, man. Good joke, very good. Hey, hey, yeah. If she wants to do an article about that, do it. I say, don't shoot her down. Caitlin arrives at the uh, newspaper article meeting, and she tells Nancy that she's going to do an article about Spike. Nancy thinks that it's a bit of a touchy sub, uh, subject, but Caitlin convinces her that it's going to be a good article, and it's relevant to Degrassi. Nancy accepts Caitlin's idea as long as it's 200 words, of course. We go to Alexa and LD, and they're waiting to see Mr. Lawrence at the office, but Secretary Doris tells them that he may not be available to see them, and she will pass their message on. LD tells Doris about Joey's pictures in his locker and that he should be forced to take them down. Yeah, I can't stand forced censorship. I can't stand cancel culture altogether. It annoys the crap out of me. I work in the media, and trust me, it's nonsense. We'll go outside. Alexa and LD leave school. Joey, Snake, and Wheels, they start making fun of Alexa and LD as they walk by. And they start rating them, giving them a rating of 3.5 or 4 out of 10. Wheels jokes that the ratings would be higher if their names ended with the letter I. And Alexa says, who, me or LD? <laughs> oh, Alexa's great. And I knew one kid in particular back in the day, back in this day, you know, the Degrassi days, the early Degrassi days, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi High, especially Degrassi High who crushed very hard on Alexa. Very, very hard. Anyway, LD decides that it's time to fight fire with fire, and she wants Alexa to help her out. Caitlin arrives home, and her mom asks her to take out the liver from the fridge for dinner. And her dad's not going to join them because he doesn't like liver. And I don't blame him. Liver is disgusting. Caitlin mom's, uh, Caitlin's mom knows about the PTA meeting scheduled for the next day regarding Spike. Uh, but says that uh, she thinks Spike's would be, or Caitlin's mom thinks that Spike would be happier in a place with other pregnant girls because she wouldn't look so conspicuous. She points out that Spike needs everyone's help and support. Caitlin says that they're all just trying to sweep it all under the rug and pretend like nothing ever happened. Caitlin then asks her mother that what about what Spike wants? And she points out that Spike wants to stay at Degrassi. And before leaving the room in anger, Caitlin tells her mom that she hates liver. Yeah, exactly. Good girl. You've redeemed yourself for now. Liver. Well, my mom loves liver. Me? Ugh. Liver. 
Ugh. And I, I love to cook. And I remember back when my, on the rare occasions when my mom made liver, basically for herself, nobody else would eat it. It actually smelled okay cooking, but the taste of it is just awful. Awful. Anyways, upstairs in her room, Caitlin begins to work on the article for the paper about Spike, and she calls it Keep Spike at Degrassi. And she's working on this uh, paper on a really old computer where it's a... Uh, where there's a separate keyboard and then there's the, the the computer tower if you will and the monitor is very small it's just wow I mean technology back in the day you know you gotta appreciate uh, the next day at school Alexa and LD put up pictures of muscled up oily men in their lockers LD says that they're gross and L and L Alexa says uh, or and tells Alexa they're Alexa's pictures <laughs> So LD says they're gross and tells Alexa that uh, she can have them back when they're done with their experiment. That's when Joey Snake and Wheels walk by. LD points out the pictures to them and then starts talking about how good looking the guys in the, in, in the pictures are. And what great bodies they have. And she starts to rate the one guy in the picture as a 10. And wonders what Joey would be. And then she, uh... <laughs> and then she says, uh... That she can't count that low. <laughs> Joey then tells her that the pictures don't bother him and they're just ridiculous. And LD points out that Joey's pictures are just as ridiculous. So good for Joey. I mean, exactly. If she wants to do the pictures, fine. Who cares? Exactly. Censorship sucks, man. I don't care what it is. What anybody's argument against it or in favor of it is. It's ridiculous. Cancel cultures. Turning people into morons. Especially online. Caitlin hands in her finished story. Mr. Radich reads it over uh, Nancy's shoulder and says that they cannot include it in the paper. He tells Caitlin that it's well written, but the press has a responsibility to be balanced. And she has not done that, and her article is just an opinion. Exactly. Just like 99.9% of the friggin' mainstream medium today. It's all opinion. Actors with journalism degrees. The end. Okay, trust me, I have 24 years, almost 25 now years, of experience in the broadcast media industry. Believe me, don't watch that crap. Today, it's rubbish. Anyway, Radich asks Caitlin if she's spoken to Spike about her, what she wants, and Caitlin points out that she, know that she knows what Spikes wants. Radich tells her again that they can't publish the her article in the paper. Caitlin just grabs her story back out of Radish's hand as she storms out of the room, claiming that it's censorship. Well, it, it, it's not censorship, it's an opinion, and it's one-sided, kid. Sorry. My opinion. And in my opinion is, of course, correct. CyrilandGrapeJuice.com <laughs> In the hallway after Hot Miss Avery's class, Susie tells Caitlin that it's a really good article and tells her about some high school kids who started an underground newspaper. Caitlin think that, thinks that that's a great idea. Susie tells her that the kids got suspended, however. Caitlin says that she doesn't care if she gets suspended and asks Susie to cover for her in study period and leaves to concoct her uh, opinion scheme. That's right, Caitlin. It's your opinion. The end. Meanwhile, in ugly Mr. Radish's class... <laughs> hey, he's no Ms. Avery. Uh, Doris Bell arrives and she asks to see Joey. And he wants Joey to come with her. She tells Joey that they've received complaints that he's got pornography in his locker. And she has him open up his locker to show her. And she's shocked when she sees the picture and she sees all of the pictures and she demands that he remove them. 
and take them to Mr. Lawrence's office. And one thing I can say is that when I was in uh, junior high and high school, you know, the, the periods when we had lockers or when I had lockers, I don't think I ever had a any, you know, hot women pictures posted up. I had wrestling stuff because I was a big, big, big wrestling fan back then. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Uh, Joey points out that he got the he got the pictures out of the newspaper. They're Sunshine Girls. And he asked Doris if LD was the one who complained. And he tells Doris that LD has pictures that are just as bad in her locker. And that the pictures offended him. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's lying, but hey. You want to fight? Let's fight. Doris goes back to the classroom to get LD. And she has LD open up her locker. And, she, and that's when LD reveals the pictures of the dudes. And LD tells Doris that she just did it to get back at Joey. But Doris tells her to take the, the pictures down. And take them to Mr. Lawrence's office. So now uh, LD and Joey both have detention. All because LD couldn't mind her own business. I don't care what anybody says. Anyway, both Joey and LD are sitting outside the office. Waiting to see Mr. Lawrence. LD tells Joey that his pictures are sexist. Which makes them wrong. Joey's reply is that what's in his locker is none of her business. Exactly. You have eyes if you can see. And you can see in 360 degree angles. It's as simple as that. Or shut them. The end. Alright? The end. It's not like he was shoving them in your face before you decided to get into his business. Just saying. And you know I'm right, everybody. Yeah. After class in the hallway, students buy uh, copies of the official Degrassi newspaper, the Degrassi Digest, for 15 cents a copy. Meanwhile, Caitlin hands out copies of her article for free. Everyone starts reading it, including Spike and Shane... And they start discussing it amongst themselves. BLT is reading a copy as Radich watch, walks by and takes a look at what wonders what BLT's reading. BLT gives Radich the copy of the article. Radich reads it and goes straight to see Mr. Lawrence. Meanwhile, in hot Ms. Avery's class, yeah, sorry, not sorry. Students are coloring in maps of Canada when <laughs> for real. When Mr. Lawrence calls down and has her uh, has hot Ms. Avery send Caitlin to the office which is very rare for Caitlin, and all the students uh, remark that it is. In the office waiting area, Joey and LD are still there. <laughs> Caitlin shows up, and they ask why Caitlin's there, and she tells them about the article that she wrote about Spike. Joey asks Caitlin why she did it, saying that it was guaranteed trouble. Caitlin tells him that it's the principle of the thing. LD agrees that some people care about principles, while Joey replies that, you know, what about the principle of privacy? Exactly. Exactly. Look the other way. He wants pictures of... Hey, if, 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 if the ladies want pictures of muscled up dudes in their lockers, do it. I don't have to look at them. C come on. Uh, anyway, Caitlin gets called to go see Mr. Lawrence first, and Joey and LD don't like that, as they've obviously been waiting a lot longer. Caitlin then returns to hot Ms. Avery's class, sorry not sorry, and tells Susie that she's got tons of detention, and if she ever does anything like that again, she'll be suspended. We go to the bathroom where Spike is reading Caitlin's article. Class ends and everyone tells Caitlin that they love that they love the article. I mean, they're just complimenting her big time. Big time, big time. Spike is waiting in the hallway, and that's when Caitlin walks by. And Spike asks Caitlin if the article was her idea of a joke. And why didn't Caitlin just mind her own business exactly? Caitlin tells Spike that she was fighting for her rights, but Spike points out that Caitlin never talked to her and doesn't know what Spike wants. Exactly. 
opinion. Hence, 99.9% of all of the mainstream media articles that you see posted on social media today, especially in the case of most people who just read the titles and not read the article and think they know anything in which they don't. Trust me, I work in the media, 24 years experience. I know how the game is played. And we know that there are lazy people out there who will not read an article. Hence, we just put some interesting stuff in the titles and just let people just decide what to do from there. Okay? A little media secret 101 for you all. Yeah, deal with it. Spike tells Caitlin that she doesn't need Little Miss Perfect to make her the cause of the week. And adds that she's a person and not public property. Exactly, Caitlin. Mind your business. We go to detention. Dwayne is in there tracing his hand on a piece of paper. Yik is, all, Yik is also in there pretending to read a science book, but he's really reading a comic book. <laughs> Joey and LD are in there still bickering quietly between amongst themselves. And Caitlin is also in there just looking off into the distance and thinking about all the damage that she did. Yeah. The next day, Joey shows LD his binder, which has pictures of women in it. Spike arrives at school and Caitlin and Susie watch her and Caitlin uh, moans that she can't do anything right and that she's just a joke, meaning Caitlin's just a joke, not Spike. Nancy shows up and she asks Caitlin when her next article is going to be about. Caitlin is shocked by this, that she's still going to be allowed to write for the Degrassi Digest. Nancy tells her that she's the best writer they've got and that Caitlin's article is really good, but that future articles should be less controversial. Caitlin tells her that she's thinking of writing about sexism next time. Nancy looks a bit iffy about it, but Caitlin assures her that she'll be well-balanced and she'll interview both Joey and LD about the locker room, the locker pictures. And meanwhile, in the background, Joey is pestering Alexa with the pictures in his binder. Alexa shoves him away and says, Get away from me, wimp. <laughs> Seriously, the girl's great. <laughs> Uh, Susie and Caitlin watch Spike show up for the PTA meeting and they wonder what's going to happen to her. Spike looks back at Caitlin with a look of concern. The, uh, we get the freeze frame and the credits. A great episode, especially for people like me who know how the media works and how people are easily manipulated by those of us who work in the media. So please, people, stop the censorship. Mind your business. If things that people say or do or the pictures they post offend you, guess what? Too effing bad, close your eyes or look the other way and go about your life. The end. If everybody on the, on the planet of 7 billion people were the exact same, it would be incredibly boring here. Okay? The end. And we go now on to Season 2, Episode 11 of Degrassi Junior High. And this one is called Trust Me. Air date March 14th, 1988. We're in class. Wheels and Joey are talking about the Zit Remedy Band. And how they're going to get their money together so they can buy a new amp. Wheels says that they need more and more, more than just a new amp to make a good a band good. No shit. They've only got one song. <laughs> and, it, and they suck. <laughs> uh, Wheels points out that Snake is still taking classical guitar lessons. Snake then shows up and tells the other zits that his parents are going to be out of town for a wedding for uh, from Friday afternoon until Saturday. And that's when, upon hearing this, Wheels and Joey try to convince Snake to have a party. 
but Snake is <laughs> like no hell, no way, exactly, no shit. I agree. And we get the classic intro. After ugly Mr. Radish class, huh? <laughs> Joey and Wheels keeps pressing Snake to have a party, but he's worried about he's worried about something getting broken. So they suggest just letting them stay over. And Snake still says no. We go to the hall. Spike is telling the twins that her mom said it was the PTA meeting was the most emotional PTA meeting she's ever seen. And that most of the parents said that Spike sets a bad example. Spike is then called to the principal's office. We go to the Zit Remedy who are practicing in the auditorium. They're practicing their one and only song. <laughs> Joey and Wheels press Snake more to let them stay at his house. Snake finally agrees as long as nothing gets broken. Like, that's all he's worried about? I mean, if it were me, I'd also worry about a mess. Stuff, you know, spilling stains on the carpet. Stuff like that. Come on, Snake. Something gets broken. <sighs> and after uh, Snake agrees, that excites Joey and Wheels. So then they decide to do another practice run-through of their one and only song. Everybody wants something. Yeah. You know what everybody wants? A good song. <laughs> Wheels gets home from school and his mom tells him that he has an eye appointment on the Saturday, the next day at noon, and he'd better not miss it like he did the last two. Snake asks his mom if he can sleep over at Snake's house. Sorry, Wheels asks his mom if he can sleep over at Snake's house, and his mom agrees as long as it's okay with Snake's parents. Of course, Snake's parents are not going to be there. And he tell, she tells Wheels not to miss the appointment, the eye doctor appointment. We go back to school. Spike tells the twins that the school board said she has to leave unless Mr. Lawrence can do something about it. Meanwhile, in ugly Mr. Radish's class, <laughs> we see uh, we well we see Stephanie. Stephanie, uh, they're they're quietly phasing her out as she's uh, getting ready to conquer uh, America eventually. Heather and Erica both ask Mr. Radish if he thinks it's fair what's happening to Spike. Which stops the entire class in their tracks as they're leaving because class had just class had just finished, and they all want to see what Mr. Radish has to say. And he says that the board has made the decision, and everybody just has to live with it. And he also tells them that Spike can finish her year at home, but someone will have to take her assignments and homework to her. The twins say that they'll do it. And meanwhile, during all of this, Spike is actually sitting right there. <laughs> Awkward as hell that must have been. Well. In fantasy character land, you know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> we cut the Snake's house. And while Snake is waiting for his parents to drive away and leave already, Joey and Wheels are hiding behind a car out of sight. Snake says goodbye to his parents and they drive off. Once they're gone, Joey points out that Snake's parents left their car. And he wants to know where the keys are. And like an idiot, Snake tells him. And Joey says that he just wants to, tell, he just wants to sit in the car. And he tells him that his dad let him drive around in a church parking lot. And he says he's a pretty good driver. So Joey's got the keys. They're sitting in the car. And he starts the car, which freaks out Snake. And Joey just wants to go for a drive. But Snake tells him to turn off the friggin' vehicle or the engine. And he demands the keys back. We go into the house. And uh, the well, wheels is uh, falling asleep on the couch. While Joey and uh, Snake are watching a movie. Joey grabs a remote and changes the channel to the uh, music video station, but Snake wants to watch the movie. Joey insists they watch the music videos so they can study uh, study them for when the Zit Remedy make their own video, which Snake says will never happen. Well, we'll see what happens in Degrassi High, won't we? Snake and Joey argue over the remote, and Wheels tells them that it, 
it's almost 5 a.m. And everybody needs to get to sleep. 5 a.m., man. Joey then tells, him, tells Nate that he's hungry and he wants more food. He wants to know if uh, he says he suggests ordering another pizza, but the, they spent all their money on the previous pizza that they already had. Snake brings up that they've got, they've got ice cream in the freezer. So Joey goes to the kitchen to get some of the aforementioned ice cream. And as he's in there, he sees the car keys. And then he goes outside and looks at the car again. Yeah, I was never one of those kids. Even today, I, I'm never I'm not one of those men who are just go gaga over cars. That's just me. Anyway, the zits finally go to sleep. And when they finally wake up, Snake wakes up, checks the clock. And it's 11.45 Saturday morning. He tells Wheels that he's going to be late for his eye appointment, which is at noon. And there's no way he's going to be there in 15 minutes because the office is on Queen Street. They suggest a cab, but they have no money after getting the pizza. Joy points out that Wheels can still make it if they drive him. Wheels likes the idea, but Snake is worried about getting caught, either by the police or his parents. But he gives in after Joey guilt trips him, you know, because, yeah, man, what if Wheels is a buddy, you know? So Joey guilt tripped the crap out of Snake, and Snake agreed. I wouldn't have agreed. You know, hey, if you're late, you're late. Just suffer the consequences, man. But come on, Snake, be a man. <sighs> and after Snake agrees, Joey puts on his hat and his sunglasses, stands up, and he's wearing just a friggin' pair of tidy whities and he says, Tell me I don't look 16. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> we go to the car where all three members of the Zit Remedy, all three of them, Snake, Wheels, and Joey, are all sitting in the front. Even though there are back seats. <laughs> They're all sitting in the front. I guess that was for cinematic purposes. Snake is freaking out the entire way as he tells Joey to go slow the entire way. But Joey's having a few problems with the driving. Going through a few stop signs while shouting, shouting out to girls on the street. And as a result, almost turning into the you know, wrong way on a one-way street and almost running into another vehicle. They eventually make it to the eye doctor with three minutes early, with three minutes left, almost running into a woman who's pushing a baby carriage. <laughs> Snake is still worried about the drive home, but Joey tells him that he wants to go get breakfast first. And he insists to Snake that nothing's going to happen to the car. Uh, Snake... Uh, says they don't have enough money for breakfast and Joey suggests that they just go get some fries. <laughs> well, then again, it is going on noon, so it's also technically lunch. Hey, eat whatever you want any time of the day. If you want to have a freaking Snickers bar for breakfast, by all means, have it. So they go for food. Joey tells Snake to relax about the car and they start talking about Spike being kicked out of school and wonder why Shane isn't being kicked out as well. And as they're sitting there, Snake looks out and he sees a van and it's starting to back up. And it eventually backs into their car and then just drives away. <laughs> Snake and Joey run out of the diner and they check on the car and they find that the taillight is broken. And Snake says that it's all Joey's fault. But Joey has an idea to go to an auto body shop to get a mechanic to fix it before Snake's parents get home before at 4 p.m. They go to this mechanic and he tells the mechanic tells them that he wants the money first and it's 85 bucks. Or the car isn't moving. Joey tells Snake that they can use the money for the amp to pay for the mechanic. And they call Wheels and they have him bring the money. They finally arrive back to Snake's place and his parents aren't home yet. However, the place is a mess and a half. <laughs> Big time. 
So they start cleaning it up, but as they start cleaning it up, Snake's parents get home. <laughs> so he quickly sends Joey and Wheels out the back door. Well, how is he going to explain that? He did all that all himself, like there's popcorn all over the place? Bloody hell, dude. Oh, man. Wheels think this, thinks the Snake's going to get in trouble for just making a friggin' nightmare of the friggin' house. Joey says that he'd Snake would be in even bigger trouble if his parents knew about the car. And when uh, Wheels and Joey arrive back at Wheels' house, Wheels' mother is just finishing up a phone call. <laughs> and then she talks to them and she asks them how the sleepover was and how Shane's parents, or how Snake's parents are. And then she asks them what possessed them to take the car. <laughs> she tells them that it was Snake's father on the phone. And then he called to thank them for fixing the taillight, which he had broken the week before. <laughs> oh, so it wasn't even the van. Yep. Busted. Busted by doing an act, well, accidentally doing a good deed. Well, what you gonna do? We go back to school. Spike is cleaning out her locker. And the twins ask her if Mr. Lawrence couldn't, could do anything, but obviously he couldn't. Ah. <sighs> But uh, Spike says that pregnant girls just aren't allowed at Degrassi. And she asks the twins if they're still going to bring her to her assignments. And then she says that she's going to get her year regardless. She's still going to do well. She's going to pass. She's going to kick some ass. Yeah, Spike, you go, girl. We go to the auditorium. Wheels tells Snake that his parents told him that he cannot hang out with Snake and Joey anymore. That's Wheels' punishment. Snake's punishment is that he's grounded for the rest of the year. And that his parents will never trust him again. Joey shows up and he tells the snake and wheels that his parents are confiscating his keyboard and he tells them the zit remedy is over, man. And that's when we get the freeze frame in the credits. A classic episode. Things happening with Spike. They're telling her to leave, but hey, she's still, uh, she's not giving up, man. Gotta love the Spike character. She's a fighter. Yeah, well done. The zit remedy. Yeah, they're the zit remedy. <laughs> And unfortunately, they're apparently over. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh maybe one day they'll, they'll release the Zit Remedy anthology, won't they? God. And now we go to season two, episode 12 of Degrassi Junior High. This one's entitled dot, dot, dot. He's back. Air date, March 21st, 1988. This is one of those pushing the envelope episodes. We start with Lucy, who's having a dream, reliving the events of the episode A Helping Hand, where the substitute teacher, Mr. Colby, was being inappropriate with her. Susie wakes up shouting, No! Lies back down and cries as she's still, has, as she's still having memories of things that uh, Colby was saying and doing from back then. And that's when we get the classic intro. At school, LD asks Lucy to go shopping as she needs something for her cousin's wedding. And ask Lucy if she, Lucy Lucy if she's okay because Lucy is just out in space. And Lucy tells LD that she can't go uh, shopping with her because she's doing volunteer work without a daycare. Lucy goes to the office to pick up something, and that's when she overhears that hot Ms. Avery, sorry not sorry, is sick, and there's going to be a substitute teacher, and it's Mr. Colby. He comes in the office, and Lucy sees him and runs out. In the hallway, Susie and Caitlin ask Lucy about her pictures for the yearbook, but Lucy doesn't have them, and she says she'll get them on Mon that she'll that they'll get them on Monday, but uh, Caitlin and Susie want them on Friday. 
And Lucy replies, Friday, Monday, what's the difference? Lucy's obviously uh, something going on. Well, we know what's going on. We go to class. Caitlin tells Susie that Lucy is a jerk, and Susie agrees, saying that grade eights don't care about Degrassi anymore and only care about high school. Alex walks in, and he suggests a shoe shine day to raise money for the yearbook. One dollar a shine, but Caitlin reminds him that all the kids at Degrassi wear sneakers, so it'd be a waste of time. Exactly, Alex. Come on, man. Why are you treasurer? Well, you can't do nothing about anything treasury. <sighs> but he feels that as school treasurer, it's his responsibility to figure out how to raise money. Meanwhile, the students hear that they're getting a substitute and they try to come up with ways to trick him. Me and that's when Mr. Colby walks in and tells him that he's seen it all before and he starts teaching. And as he does, Melanie and Kathleen say that he's a hunk. After school, LD and Wheels both see that Mr. Colby is back and they can't believe it. LD says that Lucy never reported him and that's why he's back. Lucy shows up at the daycare where she's doing, or Lucy is at the daycare where she's doing the community work and she's complimenting Susie's little sister's painting. Susie shows up to pick up her little sister. The next day, the students uh, discuss car commercials in Mr. Colby's class. Car commercials that have scantily clad women in them. And as as they're after they're done, well, well, as for the car commercials that have scantily, well, there are one of the students argue that the they're not selling uh, cars; they're selling women. Well, last I checked, women don't come with cars when you go to a dealership. <laughs> well, I don't drive, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as students leave after class ends, they talk about what a great teacher Mr. Colby is and how sexy he is. Susie tells Colby that Hot Ms. Avery, sorry not sorry, was the yearbook supervisor and asks Mr. Colby if he will be taking her place there as well. And he says that he will. We go to the library where LD and Lucy and Wheels are studying together in a group. And that's when Colby walks in. Lucy tells uh, LD and Wheels that nothing, ev- nothing happened even though Wheels saw Colby touching Lucy. Lucy says that she must have led him on. And that she didn't have time to report him. Yep. We go to the yearbook office and all the students are leaving, which leaves Susie alone with Mr. Colby. She tells him that she's having a tough time deciding on pictures to use. And Mr. Colby suggests that she try a collage. She doesn't know what a collage is, so he gets up and he demonstrates to her how to make a collage. Eventually, uh, Lucy walks in and she sees uh, Colby leaning over Susie explaining the aforementioned collages. Upon seeing this, Lucy drops her books, which which, uh, gets Mr. Colby and Susie's attention, and Lucy quickly runs out of the room. Colby picks up Lucy's books and starts to follow her, and Lucy's trying to leave the school. She comes to a side door, but it's locked because of maintenance. So Lucy continues running, and she eventually ends up in the gym, which is uh, kind of poorly lit. And Mr. Colby finds Lucy there. And he tells Lucy that he was just helping Susie. And Lucy replies, like you helped me? And Colby tells her that he tried to help Lucy because she was lonely. And all they did was talk. And if anything had happened, she would have told somebody, but she didn't. And as he starts to get a little closer, Lucy threatens to scream. And uh, Colby just casually gives Lucy her books back. And leaves. Yeah, pushing the envelope in 88, baby. Degrassi, gotta love it. The next day at school, Wheels is worried about failing 8th grade. 
Alex tells Susie that they should do a casino day to raise money. <laughs> but Susie says no because it's gamble, gambling. And Alex then suggests that maybe they do it by secret. <laughs> Come on, dude. <sighs> Mr. Colby tells Susie that he'll be staying late and he'll help her tonight with uh, more yearbook work. Lucy sees them talking. And after Susie leaves the class, Lucy tells uh, Susie to be careful around Mr. Colby. Colby. Lucy, uh, Susie asks why, but uh, Lucy does not explain why. Susie says that Mr. Colby is nice, and at least he's helping her, you know, unlike Lucy, who's late with their yearbook pictures. Lucy goes to the library, and Colby arrives. LD watches Lucy as Lucy's just looking in just horror and obviously having bad thoughts. Lucy puts her hand on, uh, sorry, LD. Uh, puts her hand on Lucy's shoulder, and that's when Lucy jumps and says, Don't touch me! Yep. <sighs> LD and Wheels talk to Lucy and tell her that she has to report what happened. And Lucy says she doesn't want anybody to know, and that nothing happened, and she runs off. We go back to the yearbook room, Caitlin leaves, and Susie is alone with Colby again, who shuts the classroom door. Colby tells Susie that she's quite mature, and he puts his hand on her, hands on her shoulders and tells her that she's tense. Susie tries to get up and leaves, but he keep but he holds her down in the chair, you know, via her shoulders. But she manages to quickly get out and run out big time. <laughs> we go to the daycare center where Lucy's there helping uh, Susie's little sister. Susie st uh, shows up, storms in, storms in to get her sister, who's reading a book with Lucy. Lucy sees that something's wrong with Susie, and she asks her if it's okay if she's okay. And Susie says, "Susie says that she just wants to go home." Lucy follows her out and asks Mr. if Mr. Colby touched her, and she admits that he did it to her too. That's when Susie starts crying. She hugs Lucy and tells her that she trusted Mr. Colby, and she liked him. Man, the next day at school, students complain about their exam schedules. Alex tells Caitlin that they should have a walkathon to raise money. But she says it's exam, it's exam times and nobody has time for that. So she suggests that they just do what the, the kids did the previous year. Alex, uh, Alex asks what that was and Caitlin says just ask Doris for the money. <laughs> so apparently that's all they had to do. Dang. Uh, outside the head office, Lucy LD and Wheels are waiting for Susie to show up. Melanie tells Susie that Mr. Colby called in sick that day, and they'll be getting another substitute. Upon hearing this, Lucy's, uh, sorry, Lu Susie's quite happy or relieved, and she tells Lucy, LD, and Wheels that Colby's not, he's gone, so they don't have to tell anyone. And that, and Susie says that she's glad because she didn't have, she didn't want to have to tell anybody. But Lucy says that they still have to report him, or else they'll just do it to somebody else, you know, even more. And Lucy points that out that in a couple of years, it could be Susie's little sister. Susie agrees, and they go into the office and ask to see Mr. Lawrence. Doris tells them that it would have to be very important, and Susie tells her that it is. And that's when we get the credits. Another Puss in the Envelope episode, and I'm pretty sure we don't see Colby again. But yeah, but yeah, exactly, man. You know, it could you know, her little sister, man. It could be her next time. You gotta report these things. Although I guess I can understand that uh, it's uh, could be very nerve-wracking to do something like that. I wouldn't know. 
Anyway, we go to Season 2, Episode 13, Degrassi Junior High. This one is called Past Tense. This is the season finale of Season 2. And this was a good one. Yeah, baby. Air date, March the 28th, 1988. We start with sh students showing up for class, which is about to start. Joey and Stephanie walk in, and Joey is trying to get Stephanie to let the Zit Remedy perform at graduation. And she agrees, but only one song. <laughs> and Joey replies... We only know one song. <laughs> exactly. But that's funny because in an earlier episode of Degrassi Junior High, I even talked about it on uh, Degrassi Buddy, SerialGrapeJuice.com. Joey or one of the Zit Remedy actually said that they have two songs. No, they, they only ever, to this day, unless they came back in Degrassi The Next Generation, one of the seasons that I have not seen, they came up with another song. I mean, in Degrassi High, they do flirt with the idea of mixing up or changing up the lyrics of their one and only song but i'm pretty sure they didn't end up doing it <laughs> but yeah there we go the confirmation they only know one song and and it's a garbage song well at least the way they perform it it's terrible <laughs> <sighs> joey uh, tells snake and wheels about that uh, stephanie has agreed to let them perform at the graduation but joe but uh, snake and wheels are not ex as excited as joey about it because it's ex it's exam time Joey makes it clear that he's not concerned about exams at all. And that's when Mr. Radish shows up, and it's time for exams. Yeah, baby, I remember those exams, man. School. And that's when we get the intro. In class, while writing the exams, Joey is trying to look at the, another kid's paper. <laughs> and that's when the bell rings. Joey's more concerned, though, with about perf more into, focused on performing at the dance than how he did on the exam. Spike then arrives at school to take her exams, and uh, she's greeted by hot Ms. Avery, sorry not sorry, <laughs> who takes her into the, her classroom, and that's when Spike starts to write her exams uh, all on her own in privacy. After class, Stephanie and the twins are excited about exams being over and moving on to high school, which is funny because uh, Stephanie K. does not move on to high school. I, I think this is actually her last episode. I do not think she returns in, in uh, season three of Degrassi Junior High. There is one more season of Degrassi Junior High. We're going to see, we're going to find out why uh, in this episode. Uh, Spike uh, appears uh, appears as, they're ta as uh, the twins and Stephanie are excited and they greet Spike and she tells them that the baby is due in six weeks and that she hopes that they let her attend graduation. Meanwhile, the grade sevens are complaining about getting the dance all set up because they're not get to, they don't get to go. But to, you know, the grassy tradition, the grade sevens decorate the, for the school graduation dance, and the grade eights get to attend said dance while the grade sevens just have to wait their turn. And as the grade eight sevens are complaining about it, Stephanie walks by and just rubs it in, you know, basically along the lines of uh, "So how are things going? Looking for our dance." <laughs> Oh, yeah. But the grade sevens comfort themselves by saying that next year is going to be their dance because they'll be in grade eight and they're going to run the place. Yeah, grade eight. At the end of the exams, Wheels is still writing and Mr. Radish tells him that his time is up. <sighs> and he asks Wheels uh, how he thinks he did and Wheels says that he hopes he did okay. Wheels goes in, out into the hall and some kids are sharing answers to the exam that he just wrote. Wheels realizes that he every answer that they're sharing, he got wrong. <laughs> and that starts to make him worry even more. Uh, Wheels then meets Joey and Snake at a diner. 
and he's pretty sure that he failed because of the answers that he overheard. Joey says, who cares? You only need 51%. <laughs> ah, Joey. But Wheels is still worried, and he doesn't know if he wants to perform at the dance now, but he's convinced otherwise after Joey tells Wheels that Wheels is the heart of the Zit Remedy. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> At school the next day, Joey shows up in the auditorium with his keyboard that he snuck out of the house. He's still not allowed to uh, use it after they got in trouble with the car. Joey continues to be excited about performing in front of an audience. Caitlin and Susie go to the office to get more money for supplies for the graduation dance, and they overhear a man talking about the a man talking about grade nines. They then ask Secretary Doris for answers, and she spills the beans. And tells them that grade 9 is being added to Degrassi for next year. Due to overpopulation. Yeah. So Degrassi's going to go from grade, Degrassi Junior High is going to be Degrassi Junior High Plus, I guess. It's going to be ninth graders there. Because too many parents are having kids, damn it. Uh, Susie and uh, Caitlin run into other grade 7s. And they talk about how next year is just going to be just like this year. Because they're not going to rule the school because the 8th graders are going to be ninth graders and they're still going to be there, damn it. And as a result, the 7th graders decide not to do the dance decorations. Hot Ms. Avery, sorry not sorry, arrives and confirms the news about a grade 9 at the grassy next year. We go to the grade 8 class. Ugly Mr. Radich <laughs> gives details on graduation. And he says that diplomas will be handed out in reverse of alphabetical order. That's when Simon raises his hand and asks, What does that mean? <laughs> God, he's a moron. <laughs> oh. And Radish explains it to him. The students ask Radish about the grade 9 rumors, and he confirms, he confirms them, and he says that he had no say in the matter. So if they have a problem, talk to the school board, as the kids are not happy about it, the grade 8s. They wanted to go to high school, damn it. Ah. Uh. Radish dismisses the class and he tells them to check the graduation list and he tells Joey to stay behind. Wheels goes out in the hall. Everybody goes out in the hall except for Joey. Wheels sees that his name is on the graduation list and he freaks out in excitement because that means that he passed. And he thanks Mr. Radich who shuts the door so he can talk to Joey in private. In private, Mr. Radich hands Joey an envelope and he tells him that it's his marks, basically his report card. And he tells Joey that he just scraped by, and Joey's relieved. But Mr. Radich says that all that you know, not all is right, because Joey has the potential for a lot more. And Mr. Radich tells Joey that he's that after talking with Joey's parents, Joey's going to repeat the eighth grade. <laughs> so even though he scraped by, he's still being held back because he can he could have done a lot better. Joey tries to say, you know, well, what about summer school? And uh, Radish says that the, the problem's a lot you know, more deep-rooted than that. Joey's not happy about it. He gets up, and he leaves in anger, and he just walks through the halls in a daze as Snake and Wheels are waiting for him to show up in the auditorium for band practice. Elsewhere in the halls, grade 7s walk up to Stephanie and the twins, Heather and Erica, and the grade 7s have a bunch of boxes of dance decorations. And they tell Stephanie that since they're not actually graduating this year, <laughs> because of all the changes, the grade 7s are not going to do the work. And so they thrust all the boxes upon uh, uh, Stephanie and the twins. 
And that's when just a bunch of chaos starts and they start yelling at each other and Stephanie's dropping the boxes all over the place. And then she's talking, she's yelling about how they had to do it last year. Well, too bad you're not, well, exactly, you're not graduating, man. You're still going to be at the same school, deal with it. <sighs> we go to Snake and Wheels who are still practicing in the auditorium and they're wondering where Joey is. And they stay until Snake says that his parents are supposed to get home. Wheels sees Nancy and Michelle, and he asks them if they've seen Joey. Nancy, asked, Nancy says to them that, you know, didn't you hear? Joey's name was not on the graduation list, which means he flunked. Which shocks Snake and Wheels. Wheels uh, wants to go look for Joey, but Snake, uh, with Snake, but Snake can't, so Wheels goes alone. And he finds Joey in an arcade playing a pinball game, I think called High Speed. I remember that game. Wheels tells Joey that he didn't actually study, and that's why he failed. And then they can still play at the dance. But Joey says he's not going to play in front of a bunch of people who know that he failed. And Wheels tells him that if he wants to be a rock star he's, and play in front of a lot of people, you know, why not start by playing in front of your friends? And, you know, they're your friends. They, wanna, they want you to be there, Joey. The Zit Remedy and their one and only song. Come on, man. But Joey tells Wheels to leave him alone, and Wheels does. Wheels leaves. Joey's just standing there playing his pinball in a daze because he's got to repeat the 8th grade. That's when we cut to the dance, and everybody in the gym at the dance seemed to be doing the white people dance. (laughs) That side-to-side ridiculousness. And the grade 7s are there. And Stephanie says that it was the only way that they can get the grade 7s to do the decor was by letting the letting them go to the to the dance. Arthur is there serving punch, and he says that it's his secret recipe. <laughs> Snake and Wheels are there, and they're wondering why Joey and, uh, and Wheels, or they're wondering where Joey is. And Wheels says that he doesn't blame Joey for not showing up. But Spike shows up. The twins uh, see her, and they remark that they heard that Spike got straight A's. Well done, kid. Well done indeed. Spike is great. We go back to the gym, and we hope we overhear one of the kids say, I'll teach you to dance. Just go like this. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone is still doing the white people dance. <laughs> I tell you, man, that white people, for the most part, we don't dance. We, we, we exercise. It's like a workout. Just step and step and step and dumb and lame. I mean, that's how I dance. Well... I dance ridiculously, but only in the privacy of my own home. But if I were dancing in public, yeah, I would be dancing like that too. It's the safest thing that uh, a a white dude like me can do on the dance floor without making a total fool of himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Joey does show up at the dance, and he says that since he's repeating the eighth grade, he better, quote, check out the chicks. (laughs) And that's when Caitlin says hi to him. Joey says hi back, and he says... She looks a lot better when you know you're going to be in the same grade together. <laughs> so that's when we get our first uh, little interaction between Joey and Caitlin. And it's time now for the Zit Remedy to play. As uh, Stephanie tells Radish that Joey showed up. <laughs> Radish is uh, once again the, the DJ as he was in an earlier episode, in an earlier season. I forget what he named himself, but it was ridiculous. <laughs> But he's also got Hot Ms. Avery, sorry not sorry, beside him to, uh, I guess, make sure he doesn't do anything totally stupid. Mr. Radich introduces the Zip Remedy, and they start to perform their one and only song as the students are there clapping. And Alexa remarks, oh, I just love these guys. 
And then she says, they're fantastic. <laughs> no, they're not. They're terrible. <laughs> and then while they're performing still, during the lyric, everybody wants something. They never give up. We see Dwayne standing there. The camera facing his back and he's obviously got his arm folded and he yells out, give it up, Jeremiah. <laughs> and as they're performing the song still, Spike is there clapping, having a good time, but suddenly she stops and she looks concerned. The twins, Heather and Erica notice and they ask her what's wrong. Spike tells the twins to call her mom quick because Spike is in labor. And that's when we get the credits and season two ends with Spike about to give birth to little baby Emma. A great season, a great episode, a god-awful song, but hey, Alexa likes it, so <laughs> they at least got one fan. <laughs> Everybody else was just pandering. <laughs> oh, that song is terrible. They don't even have a drummer. God, that song is awful, 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 awful. But that was uh, Degrassi Junior High, Degrassi Buddy, Episode 8. Degrassi Junior High Season 2 is done. Join me next time, courtesy of Cereal and Grapejuice.com. I am Nairby on Twitter. I am Nairby on Instagram. I am also Nairby in Degrassi 9th grade. And join me next time, next week, as we uh, start Degrassi Junior High Season 3 with the first three episodes Entitled, Can't Live With Him Part 1, Can't Live With Him Part 2, and Big Girl Now. Yeah, Can't Live With Him, the two-parter. That is uh, quite the little, uh, yeah, that's quite the deal, man. Big, 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 yeah, something big happens there. That uh, has uh, quite the impact on one of the characters. Some of you probably know what I'm talking about. But uh, if you don't remember, you will remember. Join me for episode 9 of Degrassi Buddy next week, courtesy of SerialGrapeJuice.com. I'm Nairby on Twitter. I'm Nairby on Instagram. And I'm also Nairby on rock stages everywhere where they're performing the worst song ever, 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 ever made. Have a lovely day.